This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, it is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it very much. Live program on February the 9th. Thank you for joining us. And if you're listening to a replay of this any other time, you'll know what day it is. Last week, we talked about items that you could use for being prepared, prepping, you could say, food items mainly. We'll get into a few other things today along those lines. We didn't complete the list last week. We had several folks that you know, chimed in and added to the list, which was great. So I added a few things to it uh, as well. We got about halfway through the list, so I've got more today to talk about. And I'll recap some of what we went through on the list in a moment. If you have suggestions for things that should be added to the list, and by the way, this isn't just a f- food items. It could be anything that you think of. And what I was getting at last week and where we started this list from was items you can pick up at your local Costco, Sam's, even the grocery store potentially. It doesn't have to be things where you're buying you know, expensive you know, freeze-dried food, containers of, things like that. Now, if you want to, you know, be my guest. There's nothing wrong with that. But really, there's a lot of things that you can buy to be prepared and then rotate some of those things out on a routine basis and just have extras in your storage pantry, whatever you want to do along those lines. And I know that everybody has different means when it comes to what they can store, how much they can store, where it's stored, and so on. But, you know, use your imagination when it comes to those things. There's all sorts of, especially today. didn't used to be this way, by the way, uh, even 20 years ago. But today, the ability to reconfigure spaces without having to have some carpentry degree and know how to, you know, build closets and things like that. The ability to take a really space of any kind and shelve and rearrange and and the ability now to even have you know stackable shelving units inside of shelves and if you don't know what i mean by that just go look up some of those things the ability to even take some of your your existing uh, cupboard storage and do pull out shelving and utilizing all sorts of areas that typically just get left blank the ability now to utilize all those different spaces is so much easier today than it was, you know, honestly, even 10 years ago. And, and I think a lot of that's coming from, you know, the injection molding, the 3D printing, the ability for people to really look at a space and come up with a solution for it. We have so much more ability to store things today than we had, you know, several years ago. It literally is night and day. So what I would encourage you to do is also, number one, look at the spaces that you have. How can those spaces be, you know, utilized better than they currently are now? And what do you do to make that work? So, again, look at all those different things. Figure out how you're going to store different things. In most cases, you're going to want to keep the items that we're mentioning cool. As in Colorado, we don't have a lot of humidity. So, you know, we're going to try to keep things cool and as dry as possible. So, I would avoid, depending upon what the item is... You know, storing things in attics and places like that. You're going to want to do more storage in, you know, whether it be crawl spaces, pantries, basements, things like that. And for some of you that maybe have an older house with a crawl space, you can take your crawl space. And as long as you've got things, you know, tidied up and there's, you know, you've got things stored to where rodents and things like that can't get into it. But if you're storing things in, you know, tins and barrels and things like that. Again, as long as things are kept dry, 
Uh, you could even go get a pallet and put a pallet down inside of your crawl space, put things on the pallet where it's up off the ground. There's air, there's air underneath it. So many ways that you can actually store things. And again, that's one of those items where if you've had you know really good success or ideas on how to keep things stored, by all means, let us know. We'll share those things as well. The text line, I should always mention this, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Been texting somebody back and forth just the last few minutes, by the way, on generators. Something else worth having. Now, this is a little bit off of what we were talking about last week, but Harbor Freight right now has generators, all of them, 20% off. That's a really big savings, by the way. 20% off all of their Predator generators. Yes, those are an imported generator, but for all intensive purposes, do pretty much everything all of the other name brand generators do. And as I mentioned back in this particular conversation, unless you've got some sort of you know, high-end electronic equipment like and honestly, I don't even know what, what that actually would be. Something where you're really needing to make sure that your, you know, your electronic waves coming into that item are clean. If you're doing like some broadcasting or something along those lines to where you'd want to make sure things are really clean, you're, you're, you're a ham radio operator, something along those lines, you might need to do something a little bit different along those lines. And we're having a conversation back and forth on this uh, via the text line on the generation side. And what brands do a better job of that. But for all intensive purposes, if and again, you've got the ability even to put a device between a what I would consider to be maybe a not-so-great generator and that high-end electronic device, there are, of course, battery backup units that are going to give you a very clean supply of power, and all you're going to use a generator for is to keep that battery backup supplied with power so that it stays up. But the, but the power coming out of that unit is clean versus what might be coming out of the generator. I'm getting, I don't want to get so technical here because we can get way above everybody's head. And this texter, by the way, thank you. You need the coupon from the 20% from their website. So if you're looking to buy something, you know, buy one of these generators from Harbor Freight, you've got to download the coupon from their website, harborfreight.com, by the way. So thank you, by the way, for that tip. I appreciate that very much. There's a 307 area code this is coming from, so somebody most likely up in Wyoming. Thank you, by the way, for that. I appreciate that very much. I'm sure our listeners do as well. And again, make sure that I say this also. This is live today on February the 9th. What we're talking about is valid through February the 18th. So one week, basically. Well, nine days from now, so roughly another week. So for those of you that are thinking about doing that, download that coupon, and that's good at Harbor Freight stores in our, well, probably every Harbor Freight, depending upon where you're at and who ha- you know, where you have one near you. Denver, there's several locations, and I'm not sure if there's one up in Wyoming or not. But reality is 20% off. That's big savings, and you need to download that coupon from the website. So thank you, whoever's texting this in. If you're listening, thank you, thank you, by, by the way. I appreciate that very much, and... It's hard for me to talk and type at the same time, but I want to give a thank you back, so I just typed that back to you. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. So going back to all of the items that you can you know, store for later use depending upon the circumstances you may find yourself in. That could be an end-of-the-world EMP-type scenario. There's chatter right now, by the way, 
I don't know how real this chatter is, but there's chatter right now that our own government is worried about a huge cyber attack that would come from the likes of China slash Russia. I don't know how true it is. I, I try not to buy into all of the rumors that are out there. What I do know is I think, yes, we are very ripe as a country for either an EMP strike or even a cyber attack. Now, a cyber attack wouldn't knock out all of your you know, modes of transportation, i.e. the car you're driving and so on, although we've become so reliant upon everything working computer-wise that if they launched a huge cyber attack upon parts of government, military, infrastructure, and down the line we go, uh, even our food supply, gas supply, and so on, would it have a huge impact upon the country? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just the food supply alone, I'm, I'm going through a book right now. Zero Code, I believe, is the name of it. And I'm on the second in the series where literally that's what's happened. The book that I'm, I'm going through, uh, that's, that was the intention. The Chinese launched a huge cyber attack. Now, they did some other things as well. They even did some drone attacks at Pearl Harbor and some different things, which is, you know, again, that's the fictional part of the book. And will some of that stuff happen or not? I have no idea. But the reality is, yes, they launched a huge cyber attack, and they did it pretty stealthily. In other words, they kind of – and John Kanata, uh, who we talk to all the time on Rush to Reason, talks about how some of this works. They get in and kind of just plant – a little-known virus at one point in time, or some malware, or whatever the case may be. And it may just sit there for, in some cases, months. Nobody even knows it's there. And then when it comes time to actually launch said attack, they've set all of these, quote-unquote, codes, viruses, bugs, whatever you want to call it, they're out there in the system, and all of a sudden they hit one magic button, and boom, all those are activated and everything's in disarray. In this particular book... It's the food supply that was hit first. And to the point where, you know, whatever the grocery store or the convenience store even, I mean, Charlie and I always look out here towards the west, and there's the come and go just down here on the corner, which, by the way, there's a bunch of stuff in the come and go, food, things like that. They get deliveries all the time from their suppliers, and if you went through and halted disrupted maybe is a better way to say it all of those deliveries well then all of a sudden you're out of food in a matter of hours i don't even think it's days because once people start figuring out that there's not going to be any more food left that includes restaurants everything because the majority at least this book says and i've not verified this so i'm just going to tell you what the book says the majority of the food delivered across the united states of america is delivered through six companies and that's it cisco being one of the largest so, Charlie, you might want to look that up for me and see if how correct that book is on. There's four main ones, kind of two auxiliaries, but basically six main suppliers of food sources or food delivery, I should say, warehoused and delivery across the United States. John and Cheyenne, you're next. Hey, did you talk about water filters? I have not yet. You can add that to the list. Be, be my guest. <laughs> so you can pick up a water filter right now for 30 bucks at Walmart. Perfect. It's made by it's made by Sawyer. Okay. They guarantee it. They guarantee it. It's a Sawyer squeeze. They guarantee it for a half a million gallons. 
So the it's Sawyer, I'm, I'm writing this in because it'll be in our notes this way. The Sawyer Squeeze? Sawyer Squeeze, 30 okay. bucks. Perfect. I, I have I have two of them because that's what I also carry backpacking, okay? Um, if you want to go a couple of steps up, because um, what's in the water in the United States and North America is a little different than what you would see in, like, your South America. Correct. You know? There's a company called Grail, G-R-A-Y-L, and they make one that takes out everything, and it's about a hundred bucks. Okay, but that only that only filters a little more than a liter at a time, so you'll be constantly squeezing it. What I like about the Sawyer Squeeze is if you have a the the ability to do it, you can use an old bladder and connect it up to it. You can let it gravity feed for you too. Okay. Or gravity filter. So that's always a nice thing. And uh, um, so water is your biggest thing. And then you're also going to need something to store it in. And I have, just in case, you know, I'm on a well, power goes out, storm coming in, like tomorrow. Right. Tonight. I'll take five gallons of water out of the well and put it in a water container, right? And just to have five gallons ready to go if the if the power goes out until I can get the generator fired up and everything without, you know, because without the well, you're not getting water. Right. But you should have a, a way to store some clean water because you don't want to constantly be trying to filter water, going and gathering water if you're not, you know, because whether it's just, even in a survival situation like you're, oh, prime example. You're stuck on Bertha's Pass because there was just an avalanche and you can't move for four hours. What are you going to do for water yep. if you don't have enough in the car? Now, if you have your little kit in the car or, you know, with a water filter, you can always, you know, go, get some snow, fill it yeah. in a container. I was just going to say, yeah, in, in that case, you've got snow, you know, plenty of snow around. You go for it. Yeah. The other thing is uh, most people in this day and age are cooking on electric a lot are if you don't have a backup way to cook you're pretty much out of luck very good point so uh cheap reliable i had mine the first one when we started backpacking we bought a coleman little one burner stove that screws right on top of the fuel canisters Lasted nine years when we upgraded. Oh, and those things work. have become, you know, to your point, John, those have become so popular now that you see those things really kind of everywhere and very, very inexpensive to pick up. You could pick up two or three of them for 10 bucks each anymore. Yeah, there's one on, There's one that through hikers love. Through hikers, somebody's going to, like, do the Appalachian Trail in six months, you know, and right. just go straight through called the BRS 3000. They have them on Amazon, less than 20 bucks. There you go. And these guys, there's one guy out there that I kind of follow on YouTube that said he used his to do the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Coast Trail without ever having to change it, and that's 6,000 miles of backpacking. That's that's big. And I think 20 bucks weighs nothing. But the other thing, and it's going to run out quick, is fuel canisters. Correct. And fuel which there, which so, that's another one of those where, and you kind of need to know what you're doing. But if you're you know, somewhat handy and you've got a couple of propane tanks that you have already filled up, you there are devices, as you know, John, where you can fill yeah. your own propane and or buy the adapter and just run them off of a propane tank too. 
Right, or you can, yeah, the adapter off the propane tank. You just have to know how to do it. Correct. But the other thing that came out, and it's, I picked one up. I think it was $16 I got it for. Is You know when you've got the small fuel canisters and you've got four half-empty ones? Right. It's a way to transfer. It's a little valve that lets you transfer from one to the other. Nice. So you can, you know, instead of having to carry two half-empty ones if you're going out for like a two-day backpack or a three-day backpack, and I use backpacking as because that is what we're going to be in if we're surviving. All of a sudden, you're going to be like backpacking in the wilderness area with no support. Um, the other thing that most people should have in their kit is a compass, yep. just in case. Yep, good one. And you can pick up a, tent, a compass again at one of the big box stores or one of the outdoor gear stores for less than twenty dollars, and it'll work fine. Good point. Um, but the basics, because if we get an EMP pulse, your GPS isn't working. No, no, that's right. And well, and even in, you know, this particular uh, book that I'm reading, even though it was a cyber attack, because the cyber attack became so extensive, it still knocked out a lot of the communications and things along those lines. So you were still going back and relying on, you know, some of the basics, even though some things were working. And again, this is a book, it's fiction. But, you know, some of this, I don't think, you know, John is too far-fetched. And, you know, because there's so many other problems going on, yeah, you're going to still relate, you're still going to revert back to some of the manual things that you should have learned anyways. Yeah, the other thing is, is for foods, um, ramen. I don't know if they mentioned it last week. No, we didn't mention that last week. That's an easy one. Yeah, and I mean, we take it as a like a pre-meal meal when we go backpacking for the extra calories, because that's the other thing. You better look because you need two thousand calories just to your body to maintain. And if you're getting less than that, you're going to be losing the weight True. until you get and getting weak. Yes. So true. When you're looking at your calories, you want to look at stuff. No, like and ramen that. wasn't on our list last week. We had all sorts of other things that we talked about, but you know, basically ramen, cup of noodles. You know, you you call it, you know, whatever you yeah. want. And, and again, at the big box stores or even Amazon, you yeah, can you buy can, cases of those for you know very inexpensive. And it doesn't go. It does if you keep it in, like you said, a cool, dry space. It doesn't go bad. No, I mean, in worst, you know, worst case, it might be a little bit stale if you were to use it. You know, maybe you've had it on the shelf for two or three years and you go to use it. It might be a little stale, but, John, it'll still keep you alive. Alive, that's the key. And then the other thing, you know, water and, you know, an ability to stay warm. I don't know if people have them anymore, but a sleeping bag. Even if you just buy a cheap 40-degree Coleman, it will. Right. Again, right. Walmart, Target, whatever, right. it's always going to be the same thing. Uh, it'll help keep you warm. By the way, another Over. item that, you know, when we were kids was super, super expensive that, you know, because of the amount of them being sold and where they come from, much, much, much cheaper than when you and I were, you know, young. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you could pick up right now a 40-degree, which... If you have clothes on, that'll keep you warm probably down, well, keep you alive probably down to 20 degrees, you know, and uh, maybe 40 bucks or 30, you know. Um, great place, and they'll have it probably next month. You talked about it was Costco. They'll start rolling out those camping kits and stuff, and that'll be there. Right. 
sell out sleep bags at a reasonable price. Yep. No, a good point. And and the, again, these are things. The other thing too about some of this stuff, John, that I didn't mention last week, but when it comes to some of the things that you're mentioning, even camping gear, things along those lines, you know, be looking for all of you listening. You know, especially as we head into the spring and summer, be looking at garage sales, yard sales, estate sales. A lot of people will clean things out. Somebody passes away. Maybe they were a big hunter fisher. Uh, I know Scott Watley yep. works with somebody where they actually do resales of these same same items. It's uh, the what's it called? The attic, uh, Charlie. What's it? Um, oh, Outdoorsman's it's, it's, Attic. So I'll put a little plug in for one of Scott's sponsors. Out, Outdoorsman's Attic. They take consignment things and do things along those lines as well. So, John, there are plenty of places to buy those items for less money. Quick, that's down in Denver, right? Yes, John? it is. That's correct. I saw something online about that, and I keep putting that on my list because. I've heard you could pick up some great bargains at you that can. place. You can. And that, that's another yeah. one where, yeah, I'll put a plug in for, you know, one of Scott's people. And, you know, Scott's like I. You know, he doesn't work with people that yeah. you can't trust. And these are, you know, reputable individuals. If you go sure. in there and buy something from them, it's going to be something I'm sure they've looked at. They know they can sell it. It's a solid item, and you'd have no problem buying it from them. All right. John, have a good day. You too, man. Appreciate you very much. Point of all this, folks, is... And I'll go through a few more items here throughout the rest of this show. The, the key is here is you can do a lot of this without buying kit forms of items. And always remember this. Anytime somebody is putting these quote-unquote kits together, not saying there's anything wrong with them. And if you can afford it, you know, be my guest. But any of these kits where you're buying everything pre-done for you, it's, it's like buying prepared food. You're paying someone to do all of that for you. Again, I'm not... I'm not, you know, belittling or bashing any of those companies that do that. They serve a great purpose, but you can do a lot of what they're doing. Just take a little more time and energy and effort and do it on your own, and you don't necessarily need them. Now, I have a combination of all of this, but I'm also somebody where I watch some of the sales and things like that. Not that long ago, by the way, there's another great website, which you which you can subscribe to, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll do it again. It's called Woot, W-O-O-T. Woot is Amazon's clearance warehouse. Probably the best way for me to say that. And you can subscribe. There's an app. You can get updates. I get an email daily on everything that's on Woot. Sometimes there's some really great deals. Other times it's not so great. You just have to watch what they come up with on a daily basis. They also have what they call periodically Woot-offs. W-O-O-T, offs, Woodoffs. I didn't say Rudolph, I said Woodoffs. And in a Woodoff, you just watch your phone, and throughout the day, there'll be an item, and then about every, I don't know, it's about every three to four minutes, another item pops up, and another item pops up, and you just scroll through, and it's sort of like Amazon Prime, only it's the, it's the discounted, you know, warehouse end of things. And, and I think with Amazon, what it ends up being is items that they either had a ton of, they didn't sell so well, or manufacturers wanting to run some clearances. I think a combination of all of the above is how things end up on Woot. But a lot of the items we're talking about end up there. I bought not long ago and gave some away to even some of the kids. They had the freeze-dried 10-year shelf life pails of food. And they were like half price. And I'm not exaggerating. Most of the stuff on Woot will be anywhere from 30% to 50% off. In fact, I've gotten the point with Woot to where if it's not that 40 to 50% off, sometimes it's even 70% off. And I'm not exaggerating. 
I'm to the point where if it's not at least half off, I'm not even looking. I'll wait until it is. You literally can look at what they're doing daily and determine, is there something there that I want to buy or not? And literally, it's everything from soup to nuts. I I can't describe it any other way. It's everything we just talked about with John. Coats, jackets, sleeping, sleeping bags, socks, shoes, food items, dehydrated food, uh, camping gear, literally anything Amazon sells <clears throat> where they end up with huge discounted items, an overage of whatever, sometimes it's returns, and they'll tell you that these are returned items. Nothing wrong with them. It's out of the box, for example, whatever the case may be. Those items <clears throat> go on Woot and are sold to the public that way. You can buy it right through your existing Amazon account, by the way. So whatever you use for Amazon is what you would use to buy from Woot. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll keep talking about this. Allen Stack, Stack Optical, whatever you need when it comes to eyewear, eye care, including a really inexpensive eye exam, call Allen today, 303-321-1578. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition? trying to meet a health and wellness goal, or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. 
Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables, even during the winter, or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 56. I should have mentioned website, ready-radio.com. We continue to add things to our list, by the way, of things that you can buy, much of what John just talked about from Cheyenne a moment ago. So we keep adding those things on the website as well. So last week, again, we started through the process of things that you can buy on your own, not having to buy them in some sort of a kit form. And we went through a lot of different things. I put a link up in last week's notes to a particular lady I was watching, and then I added a lot of things on my own. But we talked about long rice, beans, salt, sugar, uh, wheat berries, cornstarch, baby wipes, canned goods, toilet paper, of course, pet food. We kind of talked about at the very end of last week and really didn't get a lot into that, but even these uh, books that I'm going through and reading, the pets become a bigger deal than most people think. And I think even a lot of preppers themselves prep for them and their family, and they forget about, in some cases, one of the more important members of their family being their pet. And these pets, by the way, when we get into these situations where things have gone really awry, actually become a very important part of our defense because pets can hear, see, and smell things we can't, and they have a keen sense about them and will alert you to danger. So really, they become a very important part of what we have going on in these times. And you have to remember, you have to feed them as well. And water. So feed and water both. And I've learned through uh, the last year or so that when it comes to pet food, A, it's not all created equal, and B, the shelf life will vary greatly depending upon the pet food you've bought. So something to think about, and you have to look at, okay, if your dog requires, you know, four cups of food per day, how much food do you have on hand and how long will that last? If you have, you know, in some cases, these books I've been reading, they're without food, you know, really any kind of source of food for a year. Do you have enough food to allow your dog to live for the next year? And some dogs don't do very well on regular people food, so you have to be careful on that end of things as well. And if you're running out of food, they will be also. 
Now, I also went through one book where the particular characters ran across a semi that had canned dog food in the semi, and these two guys lived off of the canned dog food for X amount of time because it's what they had to eat, and they ate it and survived, and as long as they didn't think about what they're eating, it didn't even taste half bad, according to the book. That one, mentally, you'd have to get around, but anyways, food for thought, and it's just something to think about along those lines as well. And I talked last week about the whole canned food and how long those things last. And some of you even texted me afterwards, you know, reiterating what I had said, that as long as the can's not damaged, it's not poofing out. Uh, You hear air going in, not air coming out. When you go ahead and open the can, that can and whatever's in it is good to go. Doesn't matter what the sell-by date says. And that's true, by the way, with a lot of different foods. So other things to add. And I'm, by the way, this past week, uh, you hear him during the week, Al Smith from Golden Eagle Financial. He had a guy on his show, and I got to meet him right after his show before I went on air, that's a beekeeper. And talking about bees and all of the functionality of them and the, the requirement for us as humans to have them around and, of course, the honey that comes from them. And I learned all sorts of things this past week that – at some point, may very well just get him on a couple of different shows. I've got this being one of them and talking about how bees themselves could be very integral to what you're doing to survive if there's some sort of an end-of-the-world scenario. You know, We need them not only to pollinate, but the honey they produce and the, the purposes that we can gain from that, the uses, I should say, that we can gain from honey are absolutely huge. So other items to add to the list last week. Oh, before I get into that, sorry. Charlie and I both looked up few distribution in the United States. I found an article. This is from GourmetPro.co, the top 16 food distributors in the U.S. Now, as I scrolled through this, yeah, there's 16 on this list, but I will tell you that once we get past one, two, and I'll just go through the list. Cisco's first, $68 billion. <clears throat> They service 90 countries, 700,000 customers. 333 distribution facilities, big company, headquartered in Houston. U.S. Foods, second, 28 billion, 300,000 customers, 70 or 70 distribution facilities. They they really cater more to independent multi-unit restaurants. Number three, Performance Food Group, 56 billion, 150 distribution centers across the nation, roughly 300,000 customers. McLean, they've got some uh, warehouses here in the Denver area. You see their trucks running around. Texas-based food uh, distribution center, 51110000 clients. Number five is Gordon Food Service. They're getting down to about $12 billion a year, 100,000 customers in U.S. and Canada. Number six is H.T. Hackney Company, $5.9 billion, 22 states, 20,000 customers. And not that these are not small numbers, but as you get from like seven, eight, nine, they just start trickling down in the amount of customers they have. Uh, number seven is KEHE distributors, 30,000 retail clients. Reese Holdings is number eight with, doesn't even say how many customers they have. Uh, they have revenue of about 30 billion, but doesn't say how many customers they have. Number nine, Ben E. Keith Foods. Uh, they've been doing it since 1906, have about $5 billion in revenue, 14,000 customers. Point is, by the time you get down to number 10, which is Shamrock Foods, it really, really starts falling off in the amount of customers that they're servicing. 
annually. So I don't think this book was that far off in talking about, you know, roughly uh, six to nine major food distributors in the U.S. Because once you start getting further down the list, the amount of people that are being serviced from those particular distributors, and, and even if we go all the way down and there's just the 16 total, that's still not that many. So point being to knock out those 16 and not have food being run around the country, uh, honestly, wouldn't be that difficult. So continue on with the list. Peanut butter. Now, here's something about peanut butter I should have known but really didn't think through. If you're going to have peanut butter on your shelf for that particular scenario that we continue to talk about, you know, that sort of end of the world or you're, you're snowed in, locked in, whatever the case may be, you want peanut butter with preservatives, not the natural peanut butter, and because the natural goes rancid. There's nothing in it to keep it preserved. I have not been able to determine peanut butter with preservatives, how long it can stay on the shelf, but my gut feeling is, as long as it's not opened, a long time. Probably three years or so, if not opened. You'd still, I think, want to rotate that peanut butter out, but if you're somebody that doesn't like eating peanut butter with preservatives, then you're going to have to rotate it out, give it to a food pantry, put new in, do whatever you want to do as far as that goes. Cooking oil. Now, that does go bad in a couple of years. As we all know, that can go rancid. It doesn't really matter whether it's open or not. It will go rancid just sitting there. Oil, that kind of oil will go bad over time. Honey, as I said a moment ago, long shelf life. In fact, what I learned this past week is the more natural the honey, literally it has an indefinite shelf life. It really doesn't go bad. It may crystallize, but as long as you're taking care of that, warming it up properly, you can, you know, uh, uncrystallize it would be the best way to say that, and it would last quite some time. It's also very good for allergies if you get locally grown honey. Spices, that's a big one. In fact, a lot of the folks that I talk to on Wellness Wednesday will talk about the medicinal purposes of spices. They've been used for eons now, literally all the way back to even before biblical times. I mean, well, biblical times goes all the way back, but you get what I'm saying there. Very, very long time. What spices do you want? Look those up on your own. I think that really comes down to an individual choice. Some have different purposes than others, I would just say buy which, and again, these are things that you can buy in bulk at your big box store, Sam's, Costco, and so on. Another one that's big at these stores, chicken or beef bouillon. You can literally buy that by the case and add whatever you'd want to to it, depending upon what else you would have on hand, and off you go. Another good food source. So chicken, or beef bouillon. John from Cheyenne just added, of course, you know, dried noodles, um, ramen noodles, cup of noodles, just dried noodles in general. You could literally, I don't know that they've got a shelf life either. Yeah, they will over time get kind of stale and depending upon how they're, how they're sealed up. But are they still edible? Absolutely. Absolutely. So another one of those items to keep and store. Here's one that I should have thought about, but until I started reading up on it, I really hadn't, and you can buy this by the gallon. And again, I don't know that it has... Shelf life, I think, is indefinite. I've had soy sauce 
that I keep in the pantry that will go several years before you're done using all of it, and it really doesn't go bad. Now, here's the reason why you should have it around. Not only would it help some of your, we talked about storing rice at the early of last week and how long that would last, but soy sauce also contains salt. And yes, you need salt. Despite what we all talk about even on Health and Wellness Wednesdays, in the times that we're talking about here where you're needing all of these items, you also need salt as an intake. Helps you retain some water, especially if you're working hard and doing things along those lines. Your body just naturally needs it. There is a ton of salt in soy sauce. 2.7 grams of salt per tablespoon. It's way higher in salt than probably anybody really thinks about. One tablespoon gives you half of your recommended six grams daily for salt intake. So think about that. Two tablespoons of soy sauce, there's your salt intake for the day. Even the reduced salt versions contain more than two grams of salt per tablespoon. So if you're using this, of course, you should use it sparingly. But in the times that we're talking... Could you add soy sauce in it rather than even using the salt you might have on hand to keep around for the preservation of things and, you know, meat and things like that? I I would say most definitely. If you've got the ability to store some soy sauce, again, gallon or two, jug of it, off you go. Shelf life is literally indefinite. Now, this next one I'll talk about before we go to break. Dan and I, Dan Muir, who was my co-host here on Rush to Reason for a number of years, one particular show, because we had heard that during a power outage, you know, kind of this preparedness ends of things and so on, that if you'd use tuna that's packed in oil, you get two purposes out of that. One, of course, the tuna can be edible. You can eat it. But if you have just a cotton string and poke a small hole on top of the tuna can, it becomes a candle. The oil that the tuna is packed in will ignite and light and keep the candle going. And we ran it one day all the way through a three-hour show, and it just sat over in the corner and ran and ran and ran. We finally blew it out, and I don't know how long that thing would have gone. A long time. I can't even remember now when I opened the can up, how much oil was left in it after running it three hours, but I don't think you could even notice that it had gone down significantly at all. I don't know how many. You'd have to do a test. Get a can, put a little wick in it, see how long it goes. I'm guessing a very, very long time. So canned tuna in oil, you get two purposes out of it. One, you get the tuna that's inside of it that's edible and you can use to survive. Second purpose is you can use that can and the oil that's in it for a candle, which would be everything from light to heat to whatever if you had to. I've always recommended throw one of these in the, you know, with a little, with a little string, you know, take a Ziploc baggie, throw a little piece of string and a, a can tuna, you know, somewhere in the trunk of your car, down where the spare tire is, whatever the case may be. And if you ever got into a predicament, like John was even talking about, where you're stuck on birth at pass overnight, well you don't want to run the car all night long and you want a little bit of heat inside, just use the tuna and off you go. Now, there's other devices I know that you can use, but 
point being, would that work in a pinch? Absolutely. I didn't mention this last week. I've got another item that I'll mention as soon as I come back that you should have. It's got a two- to five-year shelf life. It is edible. Some of you even like it. Some don't. But we'll talk about that as soon as I come back. Ready Radio, the website, ready-radio.com. This is KLZ 560. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916, or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. You're driving down the road, and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield, and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables, even during the winter, or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. If you're looking for great quality eye care, look no further than Stack Optical. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, Alan Stack has been taking care of our optical needs. At Stack Optical, they handle all of your eyewear needs with glasses, prescription glasses, shooting glasses, sunglasses, contacts, eyeglass repairs, and yes, even eye exams. And those eye exams are only $69. And if you've been told you've got a complicated prescription, that's just one of the specialties at Stack Optical. Optical. At Stack Optical, they have their own on-site lab, and in most cases, you can have your new glasses in just two to three days. Stack Optical, 2233 South Monaco Parkway, free and up-close parking, 
Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or visit stackoptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal healthcare? Fear not, Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your healthcare to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303 303- 663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com Alright, welcome back to Dovetail In, by the way, to that last ad for Dr. Scott. He's also a guy that believes in all the things that we're doing here and talking about and will also help you with some of you that might need some extra you know, prescriptions and things along those lines to help you in a time of crisis, he would also be a good avenue on that end of things to help some of you out that need some of those things as well. So don't forget, you can utilize him for that. So I mentioned a moment ago before going to break, Walt, I'll get to you in just one second. Spam, two to five year shelf life. Yes, that's one of those items that you could have in the can and some people even love it. I don't mind it at all. Actually, I like spam, but I know some people don't. But Walt, welcome. How are you? How are you, John? I'm good, sir. Um, a suggestion on how to make a 24-day candle. Let's hear it. Get some Crisco or just a generic Crisco. Get yourself a mason jar. Okay. Put like even like a dollar general, like, you know, tall candle in the center of it. Yeah. And then just hold a moat around it just so that you know, the, the excess wax from the inside of the candle, the center of the candle, will be able to, you know, um, drip down to it'll last for 24 days uh, i would never have guessed that i'm guessing it'll actually absorb the crisco that's burnable essentially am i thinking correctly exactly ah, exactly makes and that's sense candle that's in the center of the mason jar and just put the cap on it in storage great idea bring it out when you need it and it'll last for 24 days depends on the size of the mason jar sure like i have sure. a big like a quart mason jar It'll last for 24 days, but if it's like, oh, I don't know, a pint, maybe... What, a week? 12 days. Maybe, yeah, maybe a week. Okay. Uh, still, so put four or five... Again, this is kind of one of those run what you brung. I'm not telling people to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Look around the house, whatever you've got, make do, there you go. Exactly. Ah, you know what? I, Walt, thank you. I just learned something today I didn't know prior. Uh, makes Now that you've said that, it makes total sense. Because Crisco, if you look on the Crisco can, there's a flame. 
Yep. And it was actually originally used for that. That's right. I no, I that you're right. You are 100% correct. I I never thought about that. Thank you by the way. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too, Walt. Thank you very much. That is awesome. I Again, folks, I learn something every single week, whether it's this show, the other two shows I do on Saturdays, or what we do during the week. There isn't a time I go through a week that I'm not smarter, hopefully smarter by the end of the week. Uh, Literally, I learn from all of you, the different guests and so on. Walt, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Those of you listening, if you need a description of that, uh, you can text me and I'll try to give a little better description. But I think he really nailed it. It's pretty simple what he just said. And I'm going to take his advice. So thank you, Walt, very much. Next item on my list. Let's see if I can get these out by the end. If not, again, there's always next week, and I can keep adding to this list. And I encourage you guys to do the same. Keep texting me, and I'll keep adding things to this. Soap. Now, when I say soap, I'm thinking really any, any and all. Bar soap, liquid soap, hygiene, and what I've learned from these books that I've read about these particular times that may come is hygiene is a big deal we don't realize how fortunate we are right now to have running water soap every single you know almost every single sink you go to will have something next to it in regards to soap or the hand sanitizer or whatever and i don't think we realize how fortunate we are by the way hand sanitizer burns also just a side note because of how much of alcohol and other contents it has in it I'm personally not a huge hand sanitizer guy. I don't like the way it makes my hands feel. I'm really weird about that. But a lot of people use it, love it, fine. I will use it when I have to, which I would also recommend, given the fact that there's a ton of it around because of how much of it got made during COVID, if that's something else you want to keep and store, buy a case, store it, it's not a bad thing to have around down the road. And again, there's multi-uses for it besides, you know, it'll help start a fire, all sorts of things you could do with it besides just sanitizing your hands. Now, one thing I just mentioned with Dr. Scott a moment ago was making sure you've got the right meds around as well. Now, on top of that, things that the big stores carry in bulk that you could have a stock of is all of your over-the-counter medicines, including vitamin C, vitamin D, a lot of the things that you will need. You could stock up on inexpensively, including things like Tylenol cold, regular Tylenol, ibuprofen, the cough syrups that you might need in case, keep in mind, people are still going to get ill. How do you handle some of those things that would come up? And then any other uh, grooming type item, again, hygiene is a big deal. What are you going to need? If you're somebody... Like myself, where you wear contacts, I always keep a good supply of contacts on hand. And I have this, uh, I call it fear of running out. And my wife drives her crazy. But even my contact solution, I, I don't always just have one bottle. I'll have six. And when I get down to two, I'm I'm back to the six or eight, or I think right now I have like ten. I'm not exaggerating. I, I just I'm that guy. I always have this fear of running out of something, especially when it comes to things like this. I want to be able to see. I would rather wear contacts than glasses, and I will do whatever I can to keep that going. So things like though, keep this in mind, first aid kits, peroxide, band-aids, 
All of those types of items are in bulk at your big box stores, and I would highly, highly recommend that you stock up on those. Even making your own first aid kit versus buying one, you can do all of that by going up and down the aisles of those stores. Keep in mind things like toothpaste. You know, Go back and look at pictures from just 100 years ago and look at their dental care then versus what we have now, and a lot of that is because they didn't have the ability to brush their teeth like we do today. So those are the other types of items that you're going to want to have on hand and have extra of. I'll, leave, I'll, I'll stop with this one, come back and add a few things next week. Uh, somebody also said Swiss Army knife and a multi-tool. Absolutely. Batteries. You can never have enough of. You can buy those in bulk. The Kirkland brand, by the way, is made by Duracell, which maybe some of you did or didn't know. Also remember headlamps. Those are typically sold. Headlamps for your head where you can see where if you're having to walk at night or work on things or do something when there's no light, they typically have all of those there as well. And a lot of these things, by the way, you can pick up on sale. Subscribe to their email list. You'll get an email flyer weekly on the things that they have available that are on sale. And by, by no means I'm telling you to go out and spend a lot of money on this stuff. Shop, be wise, be smart, and only spend what you have to, but continue to stock these things up. Make a list of the things that you know you need and just keep ticking away at it and adding to that. And a lot of these items, if you just keep rotating out, you're going to use on a regular basis anyways. That's it. Ready Radio. Don't forget the website, ready-radio.com. We'll be back next week. If you're listening to a replay hour, thank you so much. You can always text us a question at 307-200-8222. But have a great week. We'll see you next week. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.